0: I'm Alexia Gordon, author of the award-winning Gethsemane Brown Mysteries, published by Henry Press, and the host of the Cozy Corner podcast, part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Every other week, I chat with an author who writes novels on the not-so-gritty end of the crime fiction spectrum. If you prefer mystery without hardcore sex and violence, join us in the Cozy Corner. Welcome. Welcome. Connie DeMarco joins me in the Cozy Corner today. Connie writes The Zodiac Mysteries. Book one is The Madness of Mercury. Welcome, Connie. Thanks, Alexia. But do you please tell us about your book, The Madness of Mercury?
1: Sure. Um, it's actually, The Zodiac Mysteries are actually my second series. Uh, my first series was um, a real cozy series, a culinary cozy, uh, The Soup Lovers Mysteries from Berkeley Prime Crime. Um, which actually got published uh, before my agent was able to sell the Zodiac Mysteries. But um, the Zodiac Mysteries are set in San Francisco, where I used to live. I always felt that I wanted to set a mystery there because, because of the fog, because it's a fascinating city in many ways. And I wanted my protagonist to have an unusual occupation. She's an astrologer. So her clients uh, come to her with their problems and using astrology, she's often able to help them out, solve the crime, unmask the murderer. And um, the first book, The Madness of Mercury, Julia finds herself in kind of a pickle because uh, she is targeted by a um, religious cult that has come to the city from, from another place, from the South, and it's very, very loosely based on the Jim Jones years in San Francisco. Um, but this preacher operates pretty much the same way that Jim Jones did. And Julia, because she's an astrologer and many of her colleagues and friends in the city who are occult practitioners are targeted... Um, Julia in particular is targeted because she has a newspaper column called Ask Zodiac where she answers uh, questions from the general public anonymously and one woman writes to her because her, her she's very concerned because her mother wants to join a church but the church requires that her mother sign over all her life savings in her house and so Julia speaks out very vehemently in her column warning this woman to investigate this group, because it doesn't sound legitimate. And of course that that paints a target on her back. And she's driven from her home and her office, and she's actually at one point forced to take shelter with uh, one of her clients. Now, As you
0: mentioned, astrology is, or astrologer rather, is an unusual occupation for an amateur sleuth. So how did you settle on that particular profession?
1: Well, I've always been interested in the subject. Um, I first became interested when I was really young. Um, When I was in my second year of college, my mother died very suddenly. And it was a pretty uh, depressed time, needless to say. But a friend of mine, a girlfriend of mine, met a woman who was an amateur astrologer uh, who was looking for people to practice on and my friend literally dragged me to her apartment and she set up my chart and she could see right away that I was going through a really 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 tough time it wasn't just myself but it was my dad who was very depressed um, many other things had happened which um, made it a, a really tough time. And uh, she predicted when it would end and how it would end. And I, I I laughed. I sat at her kitchen table and laughed. And I thought, oh, this can't be right. And um turned out she was quite right. She was very accurate. And I thought, I just need to know more about this subject. I, I was completely fascinated. So for many years I bought whatever books I could find. I don't consider myself a professional because I never bothered to join all the national organizations and I'm self-taught, but um, I'm, I'm pretty good at, you know, on the subject. So uh, what I do in the books is I design the plot and the mystery and then make up the astrology to kind of fit the situation. So that's how that works. But I did want Julia to have an unusual occupation.
0: And that actually leads me to my my next question. Um, like mm-hmm. you, Julia's interest in astrology begins with an attempt to make sense of a personal tragedy. And she mm-hmm. develops her skill through study and practice rather than through a supernatural ability. So how did you decide mm-hmm. on that approach? Uh, oh, I'm sorry.
1: Repeat the last part, Alexia. How, how
0: did you decide to make her her skill, uh, a result of her, her
1: study right. as opposed to having like a supernatural ability, like a, being a psychic. Or something. Like a psychic or something. Yeah. Well, um, well, perhaps that was my introduction to it as well. Um, I think all detectives, uh, I can't say all, I haven't read every single book in the universe, but I've read quite a lot, Um, have a a quote-unquote ghost, uh, something, a burden that they carry from the past that they are trying to work out. And in Julia's case, it was the very sudden death of her fiancé. And she, and I think astrologers and many people who go to astrologers, want to find answers, answers that aren't available in the everyday universe to try to make sense. I think as human beings, we're always trying to make sense of our our lives, um, the things that happen to us, the unfair things that happen to very good people. Um, and I think that's why people uh, seek community in churches or follow occult subjects. I think you know, all roads lead to Rome. They all lead to some sort of understanding about the difficulties we face in life. At least that's how I look at it.
0: Now there is a seance that takes place in in the novel. So after the Mm -hmm. seance, your protagonist, Julia, expresses some skepticism about ghosts and mediums. So to the general public, Alan myself in that Uh, mediums and astrologers belong to the same paranormal domain so it's a little surprising to meet a skeptical astrologer can you talk a little bit about the difference between astrologers and psychics
1: oh sure Um, i have known psychics um and that is i don't even know what to say about that um a medium is a little bit different than a psychic a medium is someone who is able to uh well, cross cross the veil and contact those who are on the other side who have passed on. A psychic, um, most of them will tell you that you know they're not going to predict a, a tall, dark, handsome stranger in your future, but they do have a bird's eye view of your life paths. Uh, one astrologer I knew years ago, um, she uh, she had received her training from Native Americans in Canada. So her frame of reference for describing or understanding was based in Native American mythology, if you will. And she said that actually when she read for a person, she would be able to receive information through her spirit guides. I'm, I'm describing, you know, third person, what, what I have heard from others. With astrology, um, there's, there's no psychic ability, unless you want to have a flash of intuition. Uh, astrology is, is pretty much by the numbers, um, but you can, it's left brain versus right brain, I guess, but you can look at a natal chart and make a pretty educated guess about that person, how they operate, how they appear to others. And most importantly, and this is where I think astrology is very useful, uh, timing. If you know that you have to make a change or make a move, uh, you can pick the best time for doing that. You also can know when it's maybe not a good time to take a risk. You know, but that's that's actually a whole branch of electional astrology, but I'm talking about just the individual natal chart. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at a person's natal chart and backtrack, you can pretty much tell what went on in their childhood, the, the atmosphere of their childhood, perhaps when they went through major life changes like uh, a death or divorce or the birth of a child or made a radical career shift. I mean, it's, it's really um, laid out in the natal chart. Now you mentioned the, the
0: term electional astrology, which I, I admit is new to me, but I think it ties into my next question. Um, your mm-hmm. title is The Madness of Mercury, and we often hear pop culture references to Mercury being in retrograde whenever things go badly. And mm-hmm. you <laughs> refer to Mercury and its influences on characters' behaviors and their personality. So what does Mercury retrograde actually mean and why is it blamed for so much? weirdness?
1: It's blamed for an awful lot of stuff that it really doesn't deserve. Uh, when, when Mercury, obviously it doesn't, <clears throat> excuse me, it doesn't really go retrograde, but it appears to move, move in a retrograde fashion from the point of view of the Earth. And all it really means is that it's time when communications get snarled. Uh, you send an email and you assume it's been received and you find out three days later it wasn't because the person has called you saying you were going to send me an email. Um, A lot of times it's not the best time in the world, sometimes you have no choice, but it's not the best time in the world to sign a contract because there could be errors in that contract. Um, You miss a phone call, you get the wrong date for uh, an event, I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but do you ever show up a day before the event thinking, oh, it's today and then find out it's tomorrow. So that that pretty much sums up Mercury retrograde. It's nothing evil or heavy. Um, it's just a time when communications of all sorts, letters, phone calls, emails, uh, written communications can get snarled. And you find out later, wow, you know, I should have looked at that more carefully before I signed it. Um, but you know, nothing that can't be undone, so to speak. Now, you include a lot of astrological
0: detail for your characters. For instance, uh, Reverend Roy, the cult leader, is described as having a fire sign rising as a Leo with Mercury prominent. So, do you decide how your characters will behave and then choose the astrological detail to fit, or do
1: you choose the astrological yeah. detail
0: first and <laughs> then the behaviors?
1: Oh, no, I choose the characters first and then try to design in my head a chart that would suit that physical type and personality. That's actually been kind of fun to do. And I hope, you know, I've tried to give readers enough um, astrological intrigue or backstory that it's interesting, but I'm always afraid that I've gone too far because I don't want to bore anybody with it. But believe it or not, uh, um, I've gotten uh, comments and reviews from astrologers and astrological organizations that really do watch the astrology and I get called on it. So I have to be really careful and be, make sure of my facts. Right. (laughs) And do
0: (laughs) do you create astrological charts for all of your characters?
1: No, no. Um, I have one for Julia. Um, In each book, it's a separate set of characters. Uh, The same core people appear in each book. Um, But for the main ones I do, especially for the murderer, or the victim, or the people who are close to the victim. Now, it's, it's
0: obvious that you take the astrology very seriously, and you're, you're not making fun of astrology in your books. So has the reception from the, the astrologers and astrological societies that are looking at your books, has the reception been pretty good?
1: Yeah, um, I, I was actually amazed. I didn't think any real astrologers would be at all interested, but um, the uh, Madness of Mercury received a, uh, a wonderful review from Dell Horoscope, and another review from an organization called A Mountain Astrologer. Um, so I was, you know, quite heartened by that. I thought, oh, wow, they, you know, they liked the book and they approved of it. And I think um, serious professional astrologers do want their subject not to be made fun of, but to be enhanced or um, perhaps used to educate the public a little bit and 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 drive away preconceptions. Uh, in one one book, I can't remember which one, Julia is at a psychic fair at the Mystic Eye and <clears throat> and she uh, does a very quick reading for a young woman who comes in and uh, she tells the woman that, yes, the, you you will get married, the woman's a little afraid of taking that step. And um, I didn't in the book, explain that this didn't state that the woman actually had her birth time. So someone wrote to me, an astrologer wrote to me and said, how could Julia know when when the progressed moon was crossing her ascendant if she didn't have her birth time? And I thought, oh, oh, oh. I banged my head against the wall. I thought I should have said that the woman had her birth time.
0: Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So
1: there's always someone watching, right? <laughs> it's watching very closely. <laughs> yeah now um
0: one one of the main characters in in my series is a ghost so i had to put some limits on my ghost abilities to explain why he didn't use his supernatural capabilities to solve the murders you know by yeah
1: so how do you have the same problems as a psychic really
0: yes (laughs) yes absolutely (laughs) so so how do you respond when someone asks you why your astrologer doesn't just simply you know do a chart or look at the cards, look at the stars to figure out who the killer is right away.
1: Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? Life would be so easy, right? It <laughs> a yeah, very short book though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, often by the time Julia gets involved, the, the, the crime has already happened, the murder's already been committed. And it, it may not be a client that she's dealt with. And in, in fact, in uh, the second book, All Signs Point to Murder, her good friend Geneva uh, isn't is very religious. Uh, she's a Catholic. She doesn't believe in astrology. She's a little afraid of it. But in desperation, she goes to Julia for help. And Julia, at that point, you know, gets can get the astrological back history of the murder victim and all the people involved, and in, and try to find who the potential murderer might be. Um, there's actually some some serious research on this subject where astrologers have researched um, killings uh, where one person has killed another where they have never met before a random killing and there's quite a lot of research on the subject of the Mars and Pluto in both separate charts connect with each other which you know, I read this article years ago, I can't remember who wrote it now, but it was very interesting. And I thought, I'll, I'll try to remember that. I'll try to use that. And do you ever get
0: feedback from the other side of the coin, say for example, uh, someone in law enforcement who is very skeptical about the role of astrology or, <laughs> or psychics in crime solving?
1: Well, n- not from law enforcement, uh, although there are psychics who work with the police. Even if the police don't particularly want to talk about it when they're really stumped, um, I did have gotten a couple of uh, emails from extremely religious people who, uh, let, let's put it this way, they uh, they feel that I need to be educated. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I won't say any more about that.
0: <laughs> okay. Now uh, you did mention. Uh, Another of the books in the Zodiac series. Do you mind sharing some some titles of other books in the series?
1: Sure. Um, uh, Madness and Mercury. Mercury, of course, is the first, and All Signs Point to Murder is the second. The third book is Tale of the Dragon. I've I've tried in each title to use a bit of an astrological reference. Uh, so Tale of the Dragon. Uh, is the refers to the south node of the moon in astrology and I won't bore you with it because if you do read the book um I'd be thrilled number one but number two you'll you'll get what I'm saying uh, and um af- after the tale of the dragon I sat down at the computer thinking okay I'm going to write number four <clears throat> well I thought I don't know what happened, but oh, I do know what happened. I got some emails and a couple of Facebook messages from readers who said, you know, I'd like to hear more about Julia's grandmother. I'd like to know how she found her cat. I'd like to know how she first became interested in astrology and how she met her friends. And I thought, you know, I've never written a novella, but I think I'll try to write a novella. So I wrote a novella that takes place at a theater production in San Francisco where Julia's grandmother has been hired to do the wardrobe, all the costumes for the play. And the play is Agatha Christie's appointment with death. Uh, And I had to go back and I read it years ago, but I went back to read it again. And uh, I thought, you know, that would be sort of fun to finish this novella because it's kind of a nod to the golden age classics. And it answers all the readers' questions, like more about Julia's grandmother, how she found her cat, and how she met her friends, and so on. So I wrote the novella. And when I finished it, uh, I learned that my publisher was closing its doors. I was with Midnight Inc. for this series. and uh, uh, But now the series has been picked up by Suspense Publishing. And they love the zodiac mysteries so they're going to re-release them with new covers and the next book to come out the next novella to come out is enter a wizard stage left and wizard is julia's cat (laughs) um so that will that will be an ebook format and then the next book is finished number four which is which hopefully if unless they want to change the title will be called Serpent's Doom. And it revolves around the illegal smuggling of pythons in California. Mm. Um, It's a book about smuggling and crime. And then um, my next thing is to start working on number five, but I have a lot of potential plots in the air and uh, But this past year, I've mostly spent working on something totally different, um, not a cozy, uh, more of a police procedural, and it started with uh, my idea about two unemployed actresses who are way past middle age, who actually despise each other. And I started to write that book and I realized, wow, you know, this really needs a cop in this story. So that's been kind of a a long drawn out project because there's sort of three three storylines that all come together and intertwine. So I'm hoping that I can make something decent out of this this mash that i've been writing all year but we shall see but I, my, my main plan is to continue with the zodiac mysteries and when's the next book available um, it was supposed to, it's, it's coming out this fall, my publisher's been a little slow, so the next book, the next thing to come out will be the novella as an ebook, which will precede Serpent's Doom. So I'm, right now, I'm just waiting for their final edits on that, but I would think in the next couple of months, the novella will come, and shortly after, the book number four will come out. And where can readers buy your books? uh pretty much anywhere um amazon barnes and noble uh bookshops um most of the barnes and noble stores uh carry the zodiac mysteries i don't know how the how much the curse. you know i live in la and sadly sadly we only have one major bookstore of romans in pasadena that carries a good selection of mystery books but several years ago our main um uh, Mystery Bookstore it was called the Mystery Bookstore in Westwood closed its doors and ever since then we haven't had a dedicated mystery bookstore in the entire city of LA if you can believe that wow yeah it's this really the sad. size of LA wow i know yeah it's huge you know it's the size of most counties and uh-huh. uh, There's there's actually Orange County, south of LA County, has two very good bookstores, one in Orange and one in Huntington Beach. One's called Mystery Inc. and the other one is called Book Carnival. And both of those women who run those stores have been really supportive of the mystery community. Excellent.
0: And where can readers find you? On social media or website? Do you have any book signings?
1: Um, well, I have one coming up next weekend uh, at the El Segundo Library. It's it's uh, a, kind of a big event. It's not just mystery, uh, so I'll be there, and that's in El Segundo, California. If anyone is interested, it's an all day event, and I think um, our Sisters in Crime group uh, starts at about three thirty, and um, I plan. I've I've been always gone to Bouchercon and Malice, but. From now on, I, I really want to try to do more West Coast things like left-coast crime. And um, BoucherCon, of course, the one in 2020 will be on the West Coast, which is a lot easier for me to travel to. That's um, so that's where I'll be. And my my uh, website is ConnieDemarco.com. And it's Demarco with a D-I. And, uh, and on Twitter, I'm at AskZodia which is the name of Julia's newspaper column. And uh, Facebook, you can find me under Connie DeMarco. And then my author page um, it pops up. It's Connie DeMarco slash Zodiac Mysteries. Hey, well,
0: thank you very much for joining me in the Cozy Corner today, Connie.
1: Thanks so much, Alexia. Thanks for inviting me. I've really enjoyed this.
0: was happy to have you. And Connie DeMarco, the author of The Madness of Mercury, was my guest today. This has been Alexia Gordon, author of The Gethsemane Brown Mysteries. Thank you listeners for joining us in the Cozy Corner, part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Cozy Corner Podcast, part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm Alexia Gordon, author of the Gethsemane Brown Mysteries and the host of the podcast. Tune in next time as I chat with another author writing on the lighter side of crime. Until then, goodbye.